You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Welcome to Metro Vision Studios. Good evening. My name is Reese Kia Aina. Thank you so much for tuning in to our midweek service tonight. So much going on in the church, so much going on in the world. Uh, let's dive right in it. Thank you so much for taking time to join us this evening. You know, in for the rest of this month, I'm going to be doing a series called Lessons from the Desert. Uh, it's going to be starting next week, but I kind of want to give you an update right now. It'll be a three-week series. Uh, and I want you to imagine for a minute going camping, okay, and roughing it for three days. And for most of us, we're like, ah, oh, we can do that, right? We can go camping and, and rough it. But think about it in terms of maybe a week to two weeks, maybe a month, maybe six months. But try 40 years of somewhat camping. And that's what the Israelites went through in the desert. We call it the wilderness experience for 40 years. And they learned how to thrive and cope and live lives that were full of hope in the midst of uh, difficult times. And there's so many great lessons that uh, we're going to learn over the next three weeks. Uh, but before we do that, you know, I'm going to do a, a lesson on perseverance tonight. But as we dive into our lesson, let's go to God in prayer. Let's pray. God, we love you. Thank you so much for our, our lesson on perseverance tonight, that uh, we must learn how to persevere in difficult times. Uh, look forward to our series on lessons from the desert, how we can learn so many lessons from the Israelites and their faith as they went through 40 years of a wilderness experience. And it, it, that analogy seems appropriate to the days that we're living in today. God, we love you. Bless our Bible study tonight and the good news we're going to share and just uh, all the different talks that are going to be had in our Zoom calls. We love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, as we begin tonight, I don't know about you, but I'm in need of some good news. So I want to share a couple of things. I hope this past Sunday you were fired up at the lesson that Matthew Weber spoke. He's an evangelist from the Boston Church of Christ. And, you know, he was raised in the Metro LA region. And it was so cool to have him preach this past week. And this past Sunday, he dedicated, if you saw at the end of the lesson, there was a small picture there of Hakima Carter or Kima Carter. And his sermon was dedicated to Kima Carter and his family, Daisha and the boys. You know, what he said in it was one of my first preteen class teachers was Kima. Thank you for helping lay my foundation. You are missed and loved by many. Uh, I hope you were just inspired by uh, Matt's lesson this past Sunday and all the different people that you're seeing that who are new. Uh, we're highlighting our youth, our campus, our, you know, our singles ministry, as well as our marriage ministry in our services. And we look forward to keep doing that. I want to introduce and say congratulations and welcome to our newlyweds, Will and Carmen Abidia, who was just married on July 25th. Let's give it up for them. Uh, I, I believe that's our fourth or fifth uh, wedding so far this year. So let's give it up for them. I hope they're encouraged. Uh, thank you, everyone who was participating in all the counseling and, and making this event awesome. I would also like to introduce you to our newest dating couple, Joseph Wilson and Natalie Doss, who just recently started going steady on August 1st. Let's give it up to them. It's always 
great in our singles ministry to have people who start making a commitment together and, and dating and uh, so happy for both of them and, and, and all the people who love them dearly. Our newest young Christian added to the kingdom of God, Zara Simmons from the Simmons family. So encouraged uh, for Darius and Susan A. Uh, they had a baptism on August 1st of their daughter at the Weber's house. It was a fantastic event. I hope you're able to see that online. As well as news from our squad, our social, cultural, unity, and diversity group. Uh, they had their first event on July 24th called Community Conversation with, and having a conversation with Lieutenant Williams from the Hawthorne Police Department. So amazing. I, I was on a call this past week, and I believe there are over 100 people on that call just collaborating, talking, and finding out ways on, on how to produce change in our community as well as in our church. Uh, we look forward to more news uh, coming from the squad group in our Metro LA region. I do want to thank the Henleys and their team of people that are working hard to, to bring up different issues and get solutions to some of the challenges that we're facing in the world as well as in our church. I also want to make mention of uh, on October 18th, we will be having our world missions collection coming up. Uh, we've been giving to the Philippines, to Mexico, and to some of the churches like Bakersfield. Uh, we've also given to Reno in the past, but we've added two new groups of churches, you know, two new groups to our family of churches that we're going to be giving to on October 18th. And what a privilege it is that we get an opportunity to give. And uh, we are going to be supporting the work in the Caribbean, amen, as well as to the Middle East, and uh, Robert and Michelle are going to be talking to us more about special contribution or world missions collection, which is a free will offering. We're going to be talking about more of that as we get closer to that date. So please keep that in your prayers. Other good news. There's about 30 different people who are currently studying the Bible right now that are, that are building their faith in God, learning about Jesus, and prayerfully over the next couple weeks to months, uh, they'll make decisions to become disciples in, uh, of Jesus. Also, if you have our newsletter, I really want to encourage you to look at that newsletter because there's great leadership training videos that Robert has been doing with our leadership here in Metro. Anybody can look at it. It's on our YouTube channel at metrovision.laicc.net, or if you go to our website, you can find it there as well. I mean, there's so much good news going on in the church right now. That's just a moment of time that I'm taking to encourage our fellowship with this kind of good news. Uh, but I also want to talk about some of the challenges that we're facing right now. In James chapter 1, in verse 2 to 4, in James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. I mean, James starts it out, he goes, Consider it pure joy, gang, when you face trials of many kinds. And I don't know about you, but... I'm experiencing trials of not one kind, not two kinds, but many kinds of trials because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You know, tonight as I do a short lesson on perseverance, I want to encourage you for a minute. You know, many times I've thought about this for a minute and thought, 
I used to look down at the word surviving, you know, that I used to thought, oh, that, I don't know, I don't want to just survive. But as I've been a disciple for over 28 years, uh, persevering, hanging on is something that is quite remarkable as a Christian. You cannot make it to heaven without persevering, you know, and it's amazing, this word perseverance, and it's all throughout the Bible. You know, have you ever felt like it's tough and it's tough to persevere in the midst of this COVID-19 era that we're in today? Have you ever felt like, man, it's difficult to persevere? It's hard to keep having faith and keep on loving and, and having our hopes up in the midst of different challenges that are going on. And if you look at my slide here, we are on our fifth month of COVID-19 right now. It, it seems longer than that. It seems like a year went by, but it's it's the fifth month so far. We Our country is going through racial matters and having discussions right now. I appreciate that we're having discussions in our church about this. There's so much unrest in the world pertaining to racial matters. Our economy, over 20 million people who are unemployed. Our election, this is an election year. There's so much political division and unrest and, and vicious attacks if you just watch the news. In our fall semesters coming up, schools are starting. The big debate on whether it's going to be open or online or a hybrid. You know, most are going to probably be online. As well as in, in the midst of all this, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual fatigue. I'm tired, you know. And uh, as we go into our fifth month, sometimes I've had thoughts like, man, I don't know how long I can go through this, but. I'm just fatigued, and I know I just recently got back from a vacation because I just needed some time. Grace and I and our family needed some time away to just recharge, and it's been great, you know. But in James chapter 1, right, he talks about persevering, and we have to learn how to persevere during this time right here. In the Greek, the word for perseverance is this word, hupomene. Say that, hupomene which means to endure under difficulty. And, and, and that's what James is trying to say to the Christians at, during that time is that we have to learn how to endure. And what I love about the Bible, it gives us perspective, uh, you know, because it's easy to, as we go through all these different challenges with COVID-19, racial matters, economy, election year coming up, fall semester, all the, the, the fatigue that we have from all these different challenges on top of trying to have a great, trying to keep your marriage intact, love your kids, help your family do well, put food on the table. I mean, in the midst of all those things, right, we have to learn how to persevere. And what's great about being a disciple is that there's purpose to our suffering. And I hope tonight we can look at suffering perhaps in a different way, perhaps the way the Israelites and the early Christians looked at suffering. And that's my charge tonight is to that I hope through looking at uh, the ways that the Israelites and the early Christians looked at suffering will understand this passage, James chapter 1, a little bit better when it says, consider it pure joy. I mean, there's purpose in our suffering. God is trying to mature us and to help us to be complete, not lacking anything. And that's a positive thing as a disciple of Jesus. You know, being mature is the reason why we, we go through all these challenges and, and, and we, God will help our faith to become mature. You know, maturity takes time. It's like fine wine, right? Good wine is aged. It doesn't happen overnight. Steak 
is good steak is aged. If you want to have a mature marriage, it takes time. If you want to have kids that grow up to become mature, it takes time. James is saying we're going through many kinds of trials so that our faith is tested and we develop perseverance. And as perseverance is developed in our hearts and in our minds and in our faith, we will become mature and complete, not lacking anything. And I'm like, wow, that's that's some great hope to live by. How are you doing in your faith tonight? How are you doing with some of these challenges that we're all facing in the church and in our world? Because a lot of these challenges can, can feel very, very overwhelming. COVID-19 doesn't seem like it's going to go away anytime soon. And one of the things I'm learning in my quiet times and my own studies is that the Israelites and early Christians were tough, resilient, and amazing people who were able to push through difficult times. And, and our study tonight is going to help us to see the, the kinds of times they lived in and how they were able to push through. And there are many reasons why they're amazing disciples, but perhaps one reason is they looked at suffering much differently than we look at suffering. In 1 Peter chapter 4, Read with me there. It says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery, or fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. For the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If you suffer, if you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or thief or any other kind of criminal or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. You know, one of the things about the, the early Christians is they looked at suffering, as Peter talks about here, in a perhaps a different way than, than we do, than I do. I mean, think about how are you doing in this time right now as you go through times of suffering? Because our world is going through times of suffering. How are you going through, how are you doing in the midst of some of the racial tension and racial talks that we've, the, and lessons that we've been having in the church, you know? Uh, how are you doing at looking at suffering, handling that kind of suffering that is going on? You know, to the early Christians, man, they looked at suffering with honor. They looked at it with, they were blessed for being, for suffering like Jesus. They were not ashamed, the Bible says. It was it was glorious to suffer. And I think of that scene from like from three hundred, you know, the movie three hundred, where a king was teaching his son that the greatest honor as a Spartan could the greatest honor a Spartan could achieve is death on the battlefield. And it's just a whole new level of thinking. I thought, man, that that is amazing. And and that's how the early disciples looked at it. And that's inspirational to me. It's how can I hand, look at suffering differently? Well, let me get perspective from the early Christians and even the Israelites. Well, let's, let's, let's look at the Israelites. I want to give you a couple timelines on, on the Israelites in the Bible. Here's one. The Israelites were enslaved for 400 years under Egypt. I mean, just... Think of that for a second, right? 400 years of slavery, okay? They were in the desert for 40 years in the wilderness. We call that the wilderness experience. 
They were in the desert for 40 years. They were also in exile uh, for 70 years. I want you to just think about that right there. 400 years of slavery, 40 years they were in the in the desert in the you know in in after the exodus and then years later there were 70 years in exile and it's the famous passage in Jeremiah 29 that we look at that's the context there. I'm talking these early Israelites, they were tough people who followed God. I want you to think about that. 400 years of slavery. They suffered and endured in the desert after the exodus, a miracle, uh, the Red Sea miracle. There were 40 years that they wandered in the wilderness to learn the right lessons. And then after that, 70 years of exile. That's how tough these Jews, these Israelites were. And it, it, it's an upward call to me. This helps me get perspective that when I go through suffering, I look at biblical suffering i look at the what the israelites went through it it helps me to get some perspective it gives me it gives me uh courage actually to go man i i need to kind of step my game up a little bit and i appreciate matt's lesson this past sunday because it was an upward call to have faith that the the person we worship jesus he's the goat right he's the greatest of all time there's a reason why he's the greatest and man if we can just learn how to just increase our faith a little bit every day god can do miracles in our time but look at the israelites they suffered and yet they endured for 400 years for 40 years in in the desert for 70 years in exile the early christians you know in the first 4 centuries okay of christianity I was doing my own research, and that's the great thing about going to grad school. You know, is we I get to have, uh, I get to be influenced by different teachers. I get to to read different types of books that help further not only my education but help to grow my faith. And and one of the things that I was looking at is when we talk about persecution, it, it's in our day and age, it's kind of like sometimes like, oh, we we're at campus and we were persecuted. You remember those days in the 80s and 90s in our fellowship, much of our campus ministries were persecuted. You know, like a lot of disciples were persecuted. Into, I remember in Hawaii, I was sharing my faith and we we got a, you know, we were put in the, 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 the school news paper that we were a cult you know because we were sharing our faith we were known as the love bombers at university of hawaii and we were all fired up when that happened because we were being persecuted but the kind of persecution and, and amen you know i'm not downplaying any of the types of persecution that have happened in our family of churches but when you look at biblical persecutions it's a little different they weren't quite you know they weren't they were put in jail in, in biblical persecutions. They were killed for their faith. They, they weren't just known for sharing their faith. There's legal, there's action that was taken against them in the early church. And there are 10 persecutions that the early church went through, you know, in, in, in the first four centuries. And it, it helped, it, when I was looking at this, it just helped me to get some perspective on how I look at suffering in the, in, in biblical times and then how I look at suffering today. Look at this. The 10 persecutions happened under the different Roman emperors. The persecution under Nero. 64 to 68 AD or CE, common era, right? During this time, Peter and Paul were martyred. 
during that time. Persecution under Domitian, under Trajan, where Christianity was outlawed, under Marcus Aurelius, martyrdom of this man named Polycarp, per persecution under Septimus Severus, under Decimus, under Valerian, Maximus the Thracian, under Aurelian, under Diocletian and Galerius, all these different Roman emperors, there were there was persecution that took place that all the disciples living under the Roman Empire at that time had to go through. I mean, you're talking years, guys, of persecution. In Rome, one of the interesting things is this word called Roman Sacramentum. And Roman Sacramentum was an oath of allegiance that every Roman soldier took to the emperor and to the Republic of Rome. And, and basically saying, as, as a soldier enters into the Roman army, they're making an oath of allegiance that Caesar is Lord. And they will uphold all the laws of, of Rome. And every soldier was required to do that. Uh, but Christians believe something else, right? They had their own sacramentum, if you if you will. Their the, their sacramentum was baptism, you know. And and I was doing a study on baptism and just just seeing how their sacramentum it's it's where you get the word sacraments, right? It's where we get the word the Latin word sac sacramentia, or where that word sacraments are from, and. It's just powerful. Baptism was was that oath of allegiance to not Caesar, but to Jesus, who was Lord of their lives. And every Christian made that that sacrament uh, or when they went through their baptism. It was a profound thing. Back in Roman times, there's only two classes of people: the the ruling and the ruled, the dominant and those being dominated. You know, I mean, it was challenging to live during the Roman Empire. And the disciples, they were all on the bottom end of the spectrum there. They weren't part of the elite, ruling, wealthy class. They were poor. They were aliens, strangers in their own world. And they endured not one era of persecution, but you're talking 10 different persecutions that they endured uh, all throughout the first four centuries. That's a... That's a that's a lot of challenging times that these early Christians went through. And, and I hope it makes you look at that passage in 1 Peter 4 and in James 1 a little differently, you know, to go, wow, I, I hope this encourages us to up our game a little bit, to look at suffering a little bit different. The early Christians not only went through persecution, but they also went through the different pandemics, right? A couple months ago, I believe, I spoke on, uh, uh, I did a lesson uh, that showed different types of pandemics throughout history, but here's where three of them that affected the early church. In the second century, it was known as the Antonine Plague, which lasted from 165 to 180 C uh, Common Era. Uh, and, and basically during this time, it lasted about 15 years. Their pandemic lasted about 15 years with 5 million who died. In the third century, the Cyprian Plague, 249 to 262 CE. Uh, that one lasted about 13 years. And the death toll was so much, they, they, they don't even have a record of it. All they know is at the peak of, of that plague or that pandemic, 5,000 people were dying per day. So imagine for a minute if that was just one year. If 5,000 people were dying every day for a year, that's about 1.8 million people who passed away in one year from this pandemic. 
uh, in the sixth century, there was what was known that hit the early church was known as the Justinian plague in 541 common era, which only lasted about four months. This plague only lasted about four months, but did have outbreaks to 750 CE with at least by estimates, 25 million that died in that. that and that's a low estimate, 25 million. I just want to show some of these things throughout history that helps us to understand the context of when the Bible, these passages were written that help us to understand these passages a little bit better. You know, so I hope that encourages you and I to to kind of like muster up some courage here to go, wow, I'm not downplaying anyone's suffering if they're going through difficult times right now. Some people have lost family members to COVID-19. Absolutely, that's horrific. It's tragic. I'm not downplaying any of that. But what we also can learn from just two scriptures tonight and throughout history to understand the context of these passages, we, we learned that the early Christians went through so many challenges of persecution, you know, 10 different types, 10 different times of persecution that affected the early church. But they also went through pandemics, three different types of pandemics that just was incredibly challenging. And yet so many great things happened out of that because the disciples responded in a spiritual way to Christ. So many great things came out of that. And I, that's my hope today. That's what gives me hope. Is as, as we keep going on in, in this COVID-19 era right now, that doesn't seem like it's going to let up for any time soon. We're, gonna, we're adjusting right now. But as we adjust, I want to encourage us this evening to, to look at how the early Christians suffered. So it gives us faith to persevere and to hang in there. And, and that when, when you're feeling like giving up or when all seems lost, to gain encouragement from, from scriptures like this so it can give us much hope. Amen. So what's the practical tonight? In Proverbs 24, in verse 16, it says, For though a righteous man falls seven times. You know, when I first read this passage, I thought it would say, For though an unrighteous guy falls seven times. Right? It seems like unrighteous people are going to fall often, but it doesn't say that. It says, For though a righteous man falls seven times, he rises again. But the wicked are brought down by calamity. For though a righteous man falls seven times, you know what's going to happen in our COVID-19 era? Is you and I are going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to feel like giving in sometimes. We're going to feel like giving up. We're going to sometimes get into sin. But I hope this passage encourages us. The practical is let's get up and grow. This is a time right now for our for my my faith, my family life, my uh, you know, ministry, the church that I'm in, this is perhaps our time to get up and grow right now. It doesn't matter if you fall. What matters is getting up day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and staying in the battle. I, I appreciate this passage because it says, though, though righteous people fall seven times, he rises again. And, and that's what I want to be known for in the kingdom of God right now is can Reese rise? Can he get knocked down? Can, can something knock him down, but then he rise again? And that's the hope we have in Jesus, right? Let's get up and grow. Let's get up and grow. If you know of somebody who's going through a difficult time right now, encourage them in, in their faith. 
don't assume that because they're having a difficult time, it's just because of sin or, or just because of, of someone's evil or bad-hearted. Although we know oftentimes we do get into sin and all that because we are evil and bad-hearted at times. But assume that someone's heart wants to do great and they just need a little bit of encouragement. And if we encourage people to get up and grow and put our arms around each other and latch on and, and, and decide we're going to grow together as a family, man, imagine what God can do in the midst. If you've ever struggled with whether or not God can use you or not, I want you to remember this. Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. Isaac was a daydreamer. Jacob was a liar. Joseph was abused. Moses had a stuttering problem. Gideon was afraid. Samson had long hair and was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah and Timothy were too young. David had an affair and was a murderer. Elijah was suicidal, Isaiah preached naked, Jonah ran from God, Naomi was a widow, Job went bankrupt, John the Baptist ate bugs, Peter denied Christ, the disciples fell asleep while praying, Martha worried about everything, the Samaritan woman was divorced, Zacchaeus was too short, Paul was too religious, Timothy had an ulcer, and Lazarus was dead. Now, what do you have wor- What do you have that's worse than being dead, right? God can use you and I to fulfill our potential. Besides, you aren't the message. You're just the messenger. So our job is to learn to, pers- to get up and grow. Let's work on that as we head into our discussion groups, as we head into the next three weeks on lessons from the desert. Well, what can you do in your D groups tonight or your Zoom calls tonight? Well, what's one thing that has been challenging to your faith in 2020? What's the one thing that's just kind of got you paralyzed or it helped you to be stuck in your tracks, you know? What's the one thing that's been challenging you? And talk about that in discussion groups. You might you might find out that other people around you may be struggling with the same thing and, and through being together and to being in a communal a, co- a communal environment and a community of, of believers, you might be able to get different solutions uh, to some of the chal- some of those challenges. Also, what is the Spirit calling me to be or do? Faith requires us making decisions, having a little bit of action. What is the Spirit calling me to be or do? So what did we learn tonight? Is that we must learn to persevere in the midst of COVID-19. Suffering was looked at with honor for Christ. As we look at the Israelites and the early Christians, the Israelites persevered and endured 400 years of slavery, 40 years in the desert, and 70 years in exile. The early Christians persevered and endured 10 persecutions, not one, not twice, not three times, but 10 times the church went through major persecution by the emperors, different emperors. The early Christians also persevered and endured three pandemics. Well, what's the practical? Let's get up and grow. Let's learn how the brothers and sisters back then did this. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.